when the police was like, all right, at this point, like, come on, bro, like, are you going to get this taken care of? But you could walk to school. You know how many times I went to school? And I mean, yeah, I, I cried a couple times. I'm like, I could be doing anything else in the world. You know what I mean? But I'm going to just go through this because I, I, I'm going to be a finisher because somebody out here is saying that I'm only doing nails because I want to get the girls. The nails just to be around girls. I, I, I want that respect from y'all. Welcome to the Friends in Beauty podcast, a safe space for ambitious beauty industry creatives to have real talk, get real answers, and practical tools to grow their businesses. My name is Aquia Robinson, and I'm a makeup artist, beauty educator, and the creator of Friends in Beauty. I created Friends in Beauty to support like-minded creatives, just like you, on their quest to connect, network, and build genuine relationships within the beauty community. Join me every week as me and my special guests reveal the keys to success and longevity in the beauty industry, and most importantly, have fun while doing it. You ready? Hey, what's up? It's your best friend in beauty, Aquia Robinson. Welcome back to another episode of the Friends in Beauty podcast. This is part two of my interview with Nintendo. So if you haven't listened to part one yet, pause this, head over to part one, and then come back and listen to part two. In part two, Nintendo goes on to share what his family and friends thought of him becoming a nail tech. He also shares some of his favorite products that he uses, answers some questions from the Friends in Beauty community, shows us a little bit of technique for preventing acrylic lifting and so much more so go ahead and jump into part two of the friends of beauty podcast interview with nintendo enjoy i oh, know you're good i would love to know like what did your family and friends like what was their initial response when you told them that you were going to do nails it was a little stuck for a minute i know my mom it wasn't so like oh my god like a like a like dealing with like a masculinity thing but it was just like are you serious like are you really gonna do this like you know what I mean that's like one of your most like I don't know like if this go wrong it could really go wrong you know what I mean I'm gonna start something like this and and just stop and everyone always coming up to you you still doing nails you still doing nails you don't want that you know what I mean so that's what made me tattoo the nail brush on my face because I was like if I'm gonna do this shit, like I'm gonna always have to have a scar behind it that's gonna make me remind myself, like there's somewhere, there's somebody down the street practicing nails just as much or more than you mm-hmm. that's gonna want to. So you gonna have to treat this as such. So I just carried it with that seriousness, and then my family just they follow suit. I'm the black sheep in my family, so what makes that matter is is when it comes to things like this they're more understanding of it and they'll they'll see the brilliance in it in a long run versus it being such a judgmental thing in the beginning and they don't even give it the potential to say you know what we could let's just see how it works out you know what i mean my family has definitely been super supportive from the beginning in the beginning it was rough but we on we on deck now if anybody in my family asks for a full set you got it you know what i mean like i could sit at a whole family reunion and do it all day just to pay, you know, my respects to those that just said that they, they you know, but um, they've been supportive. That's sure. good. That's good. Have you come across a lot of other black male nail techs? I have. And, you know, it was crazy. Like in the beginning, when, when I started doing it, like we had like a group text going on. There's like 16 of us. And it was really on some Avengers shit because we all came from different walks of life, all different orientations, all different lifestyles. 
but that shit didn't even matter at that point. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? If we talk about, like, if you talk to another nail tech that really like doing nails, y'all really get it to the, the science of it. From the science, you get the psychology of it. From the psychology, you get it to the money of it, the flex of it. It just has layers. So when you do that with men, and we're already men, and how we feel about men stuff, no matter the orientation, you're still a man. Mm-hmm. And how things as a man that's just you no matter where it comes to make you guys different we was able to bond on that we fell off due to schedules everybody doing their own thing but in that moment you know what i mean it made me look at what i was doing as something that was bigger than myself you know what i'm saying the last time somebody somebody came to me and was like man you doing that nails you make it look so fun and so cool and so easy mm-hmm. I'm- yeah, you know, I teach later on down the line, but I got more, a lot more feeling to do for, mm-hmm. for sure. But when somebody say you make something look easy, you got that teaching bug on you. You know what I mean? So I'm not gonna rush to go in and try to give people, you know, what it take to make it. But nah, I'm, I'm a chill. I got a lot more feeling to do because once I give them that package, you know, that that package drip, like this is the package. This how you do it. Mm-hmm. Universal, nobody could fail from it. You dig? That's the same way Europe did it. That's the same way Urban Alliance did it. You know what I mean? They had a formula and it worked class upon class upon class. And to come from a system like that, you can only use that in your marketing strategy. You see? So, yeah, definitely. What's one of your proudest moments so far? Finishing middle school. Nah, fuck. Mm, sorry, no, no, no. Corona. Corona, what Corona like? Because it was like at that moment, it was like do or die. It's either you a nail tech or you not. And it was mm-hmm. to do nails. Ooh, that's up my alley. I'm doing something I'm not supposed to be doing, and we getting away with it tax free. Yes, that was at that moment. You know how a lot of stories mm-hmm. have rip part or those those stories where like an artist goes through like the hardships of the life, and then they become this big stardom figure. That's my moment, because if you see me, somebody can literally say he got it out the mud. He was in my living room. He was in my living room. Mm-hmm. No, he was in my room, too. I was in everybody's living room, to be honest with you now. You know what I mean? So to have that reputation and to have that foundation to build upon only makes the journey a lot bit more sweeter. You know what I mean? It really makes me take pride in when someone comes up to me and say, you know, I'm inspired about this and this and this. I take heed to that, and it, it makes me, you know, a little bit more conscientious of how I'm moving out here. You know what I mean? Because I out here defending what I'm doing. You know what I'm saying? Because I know in the beginning, it called me everything but a child of God. You dig? And I, it didn't matter because I was like, it's different. It's supposed to go like this. Like, yeah. it's just the fun part. But once, you, once I was embraced by my community for, you know, what it stood, like, yeah, I got to keep this sauce to myself to further notice because I wouldn't be nothing special to 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 any black boy out here if I just rushed to try to teach him. Man, I got a lot more felling to do. Two years? Yeah. That's like going through two years worth of hardship. Be like, I just want to I just want to pass the church now. Any deacon would be like, nah, bro, you ain't went through too much in life to try to minister to the world about how to. Nah. You too young. You got some more. Got some more felling to do. That's how I feel about this. Before I get any discipleship under this, I take this shit serious. You know what I mean? Like 
I don't mean to get out of line when I be like, I do this to this degree if nobody, but I just go that hard about this. You know what I mean? I I don't even know where it came from. You dig? And that's the best part about it. We'll figure out the rest of it later. I love that. So how did Good Morning America come about? Um, Good Morning America came, I was... The the apartment building I was uh, a ruckus in. Um, I was going to the mailbox, and at that particular day, I had went viral for um, setting up the shop. I had posted the video, and DMV Hoods and News picked it up, and they had did fifty k. But I literally had just plugged this joint up to the sink, and mm-hmm. must have seen me get kicked out earlier, and seen like, what the fuck? Like, how you do it so fast? And it's just like it went crazy. So. That particular day, I had went down to the mailbox, and there was a representative from um, from Good Morning America that had came up to me and kind of broke down to me, you know, you know, we wanted to cover the story, this, 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 and um, it was it was a process, but um, it was worth it. You know what I mean? I kept it to myself for a long time, mm-hmm. and I just got a call from them one day, and they was like, "We airing the story tomorrow," and I still didn't tell anybody. I think I probably told one person, and I think when I like nigga you know what i'm saying but it happened and at that particular time that was my most humbling moment it was at that moment where i don't even bring up any accomplishment that i've had because it's national if i die today tomorrow you type in that's what you ask me is your name nintendo yeah because if you type in any and number 10 doe it's going to be a list of archives that's going to be here for life Somebody can write about me for a Black History Report at this moment if I keep adding juice to the brand. Mm-hmm. And I keep adding things that make it cool to be this brand. Like mm-hmm. my little falling out, my barber's like, ball that, bro. You <laughs> not, ain't coming back. So that is a moment that Michael Jordan took when he was balling and uh, when he was at NC State. His head was falling out. He's like, all right. Um, he, now nah, he actually went through Chicago with the bus. But it got point where it was like, I'm not, I'm not holding on to that no more. I'm freeing myself from that. Yeah. And sending it to a whole other brand. When you think of a ball head, you think of a handful of individuals. You know what I'm saying? I'm not saying that I'm following suit with that, but it's something that's given me the confidence to give this confidence for somebody else to have the confidence mm-hmm. to do, you know? Yeah, definitely. What kind of opportunities are there for um, people who do nails or nail techs outside of just working like in a salon? Like, take for example, I've, um, I fell in love with doing pedicure so much and I hate feet, bro. I'm telling you, I hate them so much. <laughs> but I fell in love with making them so much better that podiatry has now started to come into my mind. Like, um, we do athletic podiatry. If you think about it, you could really take it that serious where you're rubbing LeBron James feet like, bro, you got ingrown tunnels and these shits are fucked. What do you- <laughs> I've been doing pedicures for 10 years. With my look and my expertise, and I'm talking to somebody with a whole nother level of professionalism mm-hmm. going to a salon. You know what I'm saying? <clears throat> you can take it anyway. Nice. Do you have any like staples that you <coughs> carry around or like go-to products that you always use? Oh yeah, most definitely. Um, any product by the brand that I polish. Uh, this is my go-to drill. I use this for practically everything. What's a lot of here? We cheer only. You know what's crazy? This is what you do. Just type in cordless drill. I'll go ahead and cover this up. If it looks like this, buy it. Okay. That's, it's about $60, but 
Um, when I was doing pedicures, I used to have to plug up the drill to the wall and it just made my pedicures when I was doing them at Harrison Mall um, extra. And once I seen a nail tech using this, I had to get one. And once I got it, I just stuck with it. You know what I mean? Are they better ones? Hell yeah, but I, yeah, this is the one. This particular brand right here, I would call it a sponsorship, but me being an ambassador is, I guess you could call it a sponsorship, but I've been running with them since I started. They were the first company to throw me anything free. They were the first company when they seen me go viral, I had a box at my door, like just use the product. Mm-hmm. And the product at that time really didn't come with instruction. It was people that just knew how to do nails. And um, here recently I went to a retreat for like four days where um, they gave me some free training and now my sets don't even look the same because of me knowing how to properly use their products. Mm-hmm. So this is a product that I am going to stand behind. I do feel like... Um, and what is it? It's called Not Polish. Oh, okay. Um, it's a two-in-one dipping system. So you can have acrylic and you can do your dip manicures with it as well. But um, they also just have a, other, a whole line of... Um, Nail tools that you can use to just really take your sets up a whole nother notch. These universal tips right here, my sets look totally different. These are also the same tips that Cardi B's, um, well, Cardi B's nail tech is actually under my brand too, as well. So it's getting real interesting as you guys start to see how this progresses because it's, it's different for me not to be like a rapper and link to the next biggest rapper to become the next biggest rapper is now link to the next biggest nail tech to become something that's never been, you know, bragged mm-hmm. Yes, but these are my go-tos when it comes to just anything for my full sets. But, um, yeah, I'm going to stick with them. Keep bigging them up. Nice. So I have a question, like a, a couple, of, like I have like two personal questions. So when it comes to, I'm trying not to show my nails because they busted right now. I want you to drag me. But <laughs> when it comes to like acrylic gel powders and all that good stuff, is there one that is more safe or does the less, the less, the least, yes, the least amount of damage to your nails? I mean, universally, probably like guys say universally, but not universally, like all of these products are not good for you. Mm-hmm. Like once you put something that doesn't come out of your body onto your nails and try to make it last. Out of line. Me personally, and I'm gonna put it in this order. And if 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 you view me differently, I'm sorry, but this is just my experience. Safest dip, second safest, and overlay. Third, nah, I'm gonna go back again. You know what? Because if I first safest, I'm gonna say a dip. Second safest, I'm gonna say a gel man. Third safest, I'm gonna say a gel overlay. The reason why I'm going to put the gel overlay behind the gel mani is the process in which it takes for me to take it off. They're both the same, but it's a little bit easier getting the gel off than a, a layered acrylic that's contoured to your fingernail. Everybody's different. Your fingernail might be fatter than the next. So for me to get it off yours and mine, it might vary. Mm-hmm. But I use the same gel product the viscosity of that product is the only thing that's going to make it different per hand. So the volume is going to be covered a little bit different. That doesn't matter. If I soak it long enough, it's coming off. You know what I mean? It's not a super, super, super thick product. That stuff 
it's dissolving, coming off. And if I dissolve dip, a lot of people say that dip and acrylic are the same. I would too. But the fact that you cure them differently, there's an activator that makes this a lot more hollow than it is when you use a monomer. Monomer makes it a lot bit more stronger. Mm -hmm. That makes it a little bit more hollow. If I leave that dip in for 15 minutes, I pull it out, there's no dip on your hand. I don't even have to brush it off. That's why I say it's the safest. There's a lot of times a lot of my clients come back with dip on, their nails, are, I mean, all my clients' nails will come totally intact. But 100% guarantee, yeah. I don't even bother you. Leave it in there for 15 minutes, it's coming off. The most that I have to do is get me a low grip buffer, Use me some uh, cuticle softener. Leave that on there. This is a peroxide-based lotion. Leave mm -hmm. it on. Dries out the um, the dead tissue, separates from the live tissue. Buff that off. You good to go. So in safest, I say dip, gel, overlay, full set. Nah, there's others. There's wrap sets. There's, I mean, it goes on. Like I, I had no idea that so much went into it. It goes on. It goes on. Now, it gets deep. So that's a... I don't want to say it's a hypothetical question, but we'll be here for a minute breaking it down for sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I wear press on nails like majority of the time. Is there a way that I could properly take care of my nails in between time? You know, it's crazy. I'm not going to even swim in those waters of uh, press ons because it's a wave that I'm still trying to understand myself. You know what I mean? I see a lot going into what it takes to create these things but mm -hmm. i've never seen nobody put them on and it's not that i haven't had an interest in seeing it but i'm just like so you know what i if you stick with me my thing is i've done some light research and i want to get into the game of press-ons because i've seen the benefit of what it's been doing what, what it's been able to what void has been able to feel for um just covid you know what i mean just not even Actually, i got some right here let me see anytime like anytime I go to the store, I have a problem. Like this is just the two that's like close to me that I got the other day, but I have like a whole bag. But anytime I go to the store, I always pick up. See? But see, you know what's crazy? That is, um, that's a precursor to a wave because I've already just been toying and flirting with the idea of, you know, what if I had the time to put aside to really not be rushed through a full set and I can sell it like, do you like this versus, mm -hmm. Give me your hand as I go. You know what I'm saying? I feel like the novelty of that set that I sold you that's a press on is going way, it's, it's going whole way different than me sitting here trying to convey you that every two weeks you gotta come to me and get a feeling. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Crazy. You know, so press ons and dip manis, that's the next, that's the next billion dollar wave. I mean, from what I've seen, because these girls with these designs, they're relentless. When it comes to these empty canvases, they could put on these press holes. It's yeah. crazy. And I saw that you posted recently that you you gonna make a million off nails this year. And you know what's crazy? When I say that statement, I necessarily don't even mean that make it where I could touch it. I get off at the end of the year when I go talk to my accountant and she show me my numbers. I get a little pissed because I could have been a little bit more frugal in some areas to hold on to more capital, but shit, man, that's where I say, you know, I'm gonna make a meal so I can see the numbers, but the biggest prize is, is where I discipline myself enough to hold on to as much money as possible. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Yeah. So 
I, it's, it's just like when you have people that say things like you're in a billion dollar industry or you're in this type of industry. Like I do encourage a lot of people to just take a step back and look at, you know, what, what does your industry bring? If you're this, or you're that, or if you're this, look at like, what, like, look at the, like, what could you do if you really max it out to capacity? To me, I just was trying, you know, survive, pay my rent, like, you know, but once people start throwing, start quantifying my statements by saying things are a billion dollar status, this, this, and this, and this, how could you not want to manifest in those type of, in those type of, you know, in the, in, when people throw those type of words out, why wouldn't you not? I said, I write it down. You know what I mean? Why not? Why could not somebody come to you and be like, we've never seen what you're doing before. We've never, once somebody said they've never seen what you're doing before, you are now like no longer status quo. Whatever comes with what they've never seen before, you are now swimming in the waters of some very rare planet aligned shit. So mm -hmm. keep yourself, you know, keep yourself humble, <clears throat> educated, and make sure you practice it. Because if I'm not doing this every day, all day, once I get that opportunity to do that one thing, and I fail, I can't be mad at nobody but myself. And that is the worst person to be mad at. When you want to blame this and blame that, and you literally just got to look back at yourself like, shit. Right. You. But you had every moment and every opportunity to prepare for this. And we're going through some trying times where it's do or die, but now we got to prepare for the next storm. You know what I mean? Like, these are some times I've never seen where you got to prepare in the midst of a storm. <laughs> Even already prepared storms ago. You know what I mean? It's cool. This is some gold rush shit. This is some shit when I'm like, my grandkids trying to figure out why they're chaining salons and shit. Yeah, when I had sense enough to do it, my sense may be gone. But what my sense had, when I had sense, you're eating off of it. So what my body is going through physically, I'm aligned to know what the universe has for me once I get to my next place. I'm going to have my sense again. But my body's decaying. I'm not in a position to explain to you because when I had that time in my youth, I used it wisely. Now I'm just old and rotten. God just has me here for whatever reason. You know what I mean? I presence gives motivation to other people to say that that lifestyle that I did to have generational wealth has had me to live long. A lot of times I think a lot of people are around for that for that reason, but I hope they don't keep me around that long. Like, let's do it. Let's see what, see what happens like. Because, man, I was reading not too long ago Heaven is not what we think it is. Heaven has a council. Heaven has rules. People have jobs up there. Like, it's a whole nother city. The only thing that I think a lot of people know is that it's paved with gold and then you see a lame and lands with the life if that's what you do. But that's what I do. And from what I've seen, I see a lot of people keep relating to heaven and hell. It's crazy up there. So you don't really <clears throat> back up there if you don't do some groundbreaking stuff down here that's selfless. Right. Not about the money right now. Yeah. When a woman come to me and I know I took too long on her set, and she like, I right, so what's the tip? No, it ain't no tip. Why are you tipping me? Thank you for just paying for my talent and my product. Anything extra you keep. Yeah. And talking too much, but I needed a nail tape to get that product. Oh no. So I have a, a few questions from people in the friends and beauty community. I told them that I was going to be interviewing you today. So they sent in a few questions for you. So See Tammy Nails, she asked the question. She says, nails have become a part of the art world now. Do you see yourself as an artist or a nail tech? Mm. I see both. Because I am a creative at the end of the day, but I'm scared to do that. 
do art sometimes. Like I might not draw the straightest line or mm-hmm. when I draw something that I want, I love to draw, but it don't come out like I want to. So because of that, that has grown a fear of me not wanting to keep doing. But nails, a, a nails canvas is but so big. You know what I'm saying? So you can only mess up but so many times before you really get steady with that. So me paying homage to the art side is just the case. I had the pleasure to meet Basquiat. He said, I taught you this way of doing this. Could you put this on a nail? And we do it. And then, boom. Now, when it comes to a nail tech, I think, I mean, I don't play by foundation. If it lifted, you can have the whole set for free. I mm-hmm. give you money, I do it over. That's my reputation, period. I don't play lifting. Don't do it. And if it lifted, then it's automatically my fault. I don't care if you bump it into this. I won't even argue with you. I guess yeah. my So that's why I pay homage to both sides. But is there one side more greater than the other? Nah, I just lock it in on some yin yang type shit. Nice. She also asked the question where do you see your talents going? Mm. Well, I, I see myself on retainer for Erica Badu. She showed up in my dream like six, seven times. I think it's because I am a fan of her music and I'm a fan of her being a Pisces and really being aligned with what it means to be a Pisces. Mm-hmm. I've had several dreams of me just like doing her toes. And there's been situations that I've been in where she's really about to really come up. Like, you okay. know what I mean? I, like, am I prepared for that moment? And I just have to really just say, you know what? Cool. <clears throat> a whiff of it. I'm getting the smell of it. That's that anime mentality. You got this one, one, one main character that got this big goal and he goes through so many things and then he accomplishes that goal. And then when you go through sagas, it, the goal gets bigger and bigger and bigger. So that's how I view it. I view it on some anime shit for real. Like it's things I accomplished and I thought when I accomplished it, all right, that's it. And once I accomplished it, it was like, God damn, it's, it's more. Right. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I look at it like that, man. And that's what keeps me. That's why I say I'm going to do this forever. When I die, you come to my funeral, it's going to be filled up with gel, polish, and acrylics, and weed. I promise you. Because <laughs> it's like, we've been seeing this guy do this every day, all day, to the day he died. I always admired that old Asian guy with a pack of cigarettes outside of his nail salon, sweeping up nothing, telling people to shoot that ain't even coming in there yet. <laughs> Because they ain't nobody bother him. Ain't nobody trip about him. He had the hottest commodity on the block. And couldn't nobody compete with his commodity. Could none of them black men go over there and be like, well, me and Neil Salon, no. And black men will get cool with one of them Asian girls. They go on a date or whatever. And then she break them off the sauce. Next thing you know, he took some of his dope money. And now they got a whole nother Jonas Silver Spring. That's how the sauce work. But it scares them because I ain't do it that way. Yeah. Get on with them. Straight on. Is it harder that way? Yeah, but it worked. Sure. And because you mentioned this, is another young lady named Zaire. She's in New York. Um, she asked the question, how do you prevent lifting when working with acrylics? You know what's crazy? All right, so crap. These are my steps. The first thing, if somebody has a set that's, I do sets that's already on and off. Let's do sets if it's already on. If it's already on, first thing I'm doing is I'm taking some cuticle softener. I'm applying it to the cuticle area. Leave it there for about, about 45 seconds to about a minute. It's already soft. I'll push back with my utensil, start getting that area, that protein a little bit loose or what have you. And then I'm coming over with 
Damn. Oh, here it is. Boom. I'm prepared today. This apparatus here, I call it a cuticle ball net. Okay. I call it a cuticle ball net because it serves the purpose of those pliers that nips the dead skin. That is essential in this part because that is what allows you to have enough area to put, you know, to dry the area out so when you apply product, it doesn't lift. But instead of doing that, I'll come around with this. I'll come around this area and just follow. I don't know if you can see. Mm-hmm. You see all that protein buildup that I have is now released. But imagine having that with cuticle softener on top. So it's super soft. I push that all the way back. Now what do I apply? Sometimes, or in my case, I apply pH bond, which is like an acetone-based solution that dehydrates the area from any dirt or oils. And then I'll come back with a protein bond that adds like an inhibition layer that makes it tacky so that when I apply that product, it adheres better. A lot of times if you have lifting, it's because you didn't remove the dirt or the oils. And a lot of times it's just based on what you use. For me in the past, I wasn't using cotton balls. I would just put it on there and just, you know what I mean? Sometimes you gotta actually wipe that stuff off. You'd be surprised what survives. But um, what prevents lifting on a, a base level, um, your prep. If you want to get hypothetical with it, what are the steps of your prep? You know what I mean? How much dirt and oil you're removing? And what do you put in to dehydrate that area? And what do you put in to add an inhibition layer to add, you know, better adhesion to what product you're trying to put? Mm-hmm. You just made me super happy that I'm a makeup artist because that whole explanation, it was like, Y'all got it. I had no clue that it was so much that went into nails. That's why I nah, for no. it's shit crazy. It's shit crazy. Wow. Down to a science, like you appreciate every failure that you went through, that it makes you say, you know what? I'm a nail tech. Even though they say you're a manicurist and pedicures, whatever, but I'm gonna call it a nail tech because I used to be a um I used to be a network technician. I used to be a desktop technician. Mm-hmm. So I when I wore those names, it felt good as fuck. I felt like I was technical about some shit. When they asked me, I was able to be technical. It's in my job. Mm-hmm. So they get technical about it. And the more you get technical with other people about it, you'll realize how much you teach it. I learned so much about myself just teaching you something. And a lot of this stuff, I didn't have maybe the confidence to get out. But I'm like, you know this shit. Say it. That's mm-hmm. all I'm saying, and I feel like nail techs need to see that. Not necessarily see that. I think nail techs need to exude that because if every nail tech exuded that, all of the shit that we go through with just confidence issues alone, nail techs got to be some of the most depressed people. I can't say that. And the reason why I say that is because once you realize how much it takes to start the career, then you realize how much it takes to establish the career, then you see how much it takes to maintain that career. Mm-hmm. Really start looking at the people that have been in this for ever. Like, I apologize coming in this saying it was just you applying monomer and acrylic to the nail. It's science. It's your finances do about it. Like, it's it's deep. But two years in, I lost all my hair. What else did I lose? I ain't losing nothing else but my hair because I do be stressed. This stuff get like this stuff gets stressful. You know what I mean? But the best part about it is, is don't tell nobody. Just just rock with it, cause once it's over, look how we talk about it. Mm-hmm. You think about all the times I got put out, like when the police was like, "All right, at this point, like, come on, bro, like, are you gonna get this taken care of?" But you could walk to school. You know how many times I walked to school, and I mean, yeah, I, I cried. 
couple times, I'm like, I could be doing anything else in the world. You know what I mean? But I'm going to just go through this because I, I, I'm going to be a finisher because somebody out here is saying that I'm only doing nails because I want to get the girls. Mm -hmm. Or I want to do nails just to be around girls. I, I, wanna, I want that respect from y'all. It's kind of hard to get y'all respect. Like, it's like you could have the money, you could have the drive, and you could own this big company. But I get a lot of women's respect because I know what the fuck I'm doing. Sorry. I know what I'm doing. You know what I'm saying? So it's deeper than just, oh, yeah, it's the guy doing nails. Like, when you sit down here, let's talk about it. Mm -hmm. All right, what's going on? Be real with me about it. Don't go chuck and jive me because I've been doing this every day for two years, so I can see bullshit coming a mile away. You know what I mean? And that will assess. You all know if I assess the right, but all I want to do is respect my customers. My customers respect me, but I really have an undying love for the nail community. Check my following. I only follow nail techs. And I'm going to do another mass following. Again, the only reason why I haven't did another one is because I obey the algorithm. If you obey the algorithm, the algorithm will obey you. You know what I'm saying? So I'm going to do another mass following. I'm only going to follow nail tech. I don't care. I only want to see nails when I scroll up Instagram. I get on Instagram forcing me to like other people's work, comment other people's work, and, and, and get other people's work out. As long as that is forced upon me when I go to look at, about anything about myself, that's a give or take. So I'm going to be good on the back end at all times. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Zaire also asked the question, how do you defeat self-doubt as a nail tech? By doing exactly what you doubt yourself about. My shit is designed. Mm -hmm. And it was, I went to the seminar where this whole time I've been doing my line work with uh, straight gel polish and acrylic paint. I would try to get my acrylic paint to a consistency where when I try to go get my line, it still slip or, or I take gel polish and I do it and it'll start sliding and went to this and they put me on with this. Um, you know, man, I ain't gonna even try to sound all smart, but they put me on with something. And the brushes that I've already had are now my favorite brushes and they've been sitting here for months. I always looked at them intimidated by them. Like I can't draw a line and those are the best brushes right there. Mm -hmm. But there was, but there was also a missing task that needed to be done to align that moment that got that out of me. So now I'm good. I don't doubt myself. Now my clients come in. Do I charge them for line work? No, I don't even charge them yet. If they come to me, I sell it cheap, I sell it faster. That's a fact. So if you come to me and be like, oh yeah, I want to line, I want this, that's my practice zone. Because yeah. if I cool. But if I do good, cool. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. If I done did it free for so long and I come to you humble like, look, I got to go up with my prices. It's only right. And then they say some shit like, it's about time. <laughs> I've done my service. I've told a thousand people, keep the tip. We ain't worried about the tip. Not yet, not yet, not yet, not yet. Yeah, Tony also asked the question. I actually had sent Tony your um your page like a few months ago because he mentioned he wanted to do nails. So I told him I was interviewing you today, but he wants to know, like, what are the um the best first steps to take when you want to become a nail tech? Go, make sure you go in blind when it comes to buy your tools. If you go in like, okay, there's some things you need and there's some things you don't need. Get the things you need. It's a lot of those. But once you've got the things that you need, essentially, if you got some extra money and it's still in your budget, like, okay. Once I found out how much I paid for everything when I told you in the beginning of the story, 
I was pissed. <laughs> I was pissed. I was super pissed. I was like, all right, you got me. You got me. Chuck, give me again. Right. Once you realize how much you got to pay to get regular stuff, you're going to have a lot to pay for line work brushes and paints. And you know what I mean? This is an art. Think of this as pursuing an art journey. You know what I mean? So think of it like when you go into art class in high school and then they give you your syllabus and then they like start breaking down to you like these are the supplies you're going to need going through this class. As you not, if you really don't have those as you go through, you really start missing out on how beautiful the class is. Mm-hmm. You know? And so make sure you get your drills and everything too. But if you feel like your thing is going to be drawing lines and shit, make sure you invest in getting some line work. Make sure you get into this. But when I say going blindly, buy the wrong thing. Fuck it. You know how many things I bought that were incorrect? And then I held on to it. And now at my journey, like I just told you, I finally got the right shit for my right brush. I bought a long time ago. Then they took the technique. And now I'm giving designs away for free. My designs are going to be iconic because when it's time for me to charge, it's going to be easy for the consumer to say, I want to pay that because I've been giving it away for free so much. They understand the work. But once they see that the work is tied to just me existing and me going on with time, it's respect. You know what I'm saying? I've never seen nobody complain when Gucci went up on their prices. Ever. I've never seen it. Right. I remember like, Gucci was a thousand, then they went up to two. They be like, they, they quick to give you an extra two because they do it in limited fashion. You know what I mean? So the novelty on some Gucci stuff, it only goes away quick if somebody's using it for self-gain. But when you see somebody that just wear it for the name, what it brings for the outfit at that moment, then you're good. You know what I mean? That just says do that for your clients at that moment. That's why I ask my clients, what do you got going on in the next? And then it's kind of like a swag on them. It's like, what you got going on in the next month? That means I know my set's going to sit a month. Can you do this a month or you going to be coming to me two weeks from now? Now I change it. If you feel like you don't want to rock this set, all right. You come to me in two weeks, I give you half of on your field. My fields is 42, so now your fields is 25. You feel like I'm really undercharging because I'm going to still give you the attention to detail and the time. And then when you look at the tip, boom, you still got the same amount. Nobody feels robbed. Now you don't have to ask, tell them to keep your tip because you knew you gave 100% and they love the product. But if you feel like they, they jive like looking at the product, like, let them keep the tip. Because the tip, that don't play with that tip stuff in this nail game. That's another thing I'm going to say. Stop playing with that. Because there's people out here that will still tip even though you fuck their shit up. Mm. And I had to say fuck that. I had to say fuck their shit up because I've seen it happen. And nobody had the integrity enough to be like, nah, I know that set. Nah. Right. I'm not going to be greedy. You already paid for the set. So you pay for my time and you pay for the utensils that I use. You know what I'm saying? So... That's, that is one thing I will say about that. Nice. So what do you want your legacy to be and what's next for you? I don't know what's next for me. <laughs> I want my legacy to be, um, I want when I'm dead, somebody pick this up on YouTube when they just like, I want to do this nail shit, I want to do this nail shit. And they do some nip type shit and they just study it. You know what I'm saying? They look, go back over and over and over again because you've allowed me to just float on the platform. You ask me a question, I probably give you too much information. But I know that, I know 
I don't know where my time is on this earth. I don't think it's limited, but I'm not going to take it for granted. But while I'm here, I'm going to make sure somebody could at least pick up off of it. I'm not going to be stingy, but I'm going to give you everything for free. You know what I'm saying? It, it, this, this shit they cause. But I'm going to give you enough. And if you could take what I gave you, trust me, that was all that I had and I made, you know? Yeah, awesome. Well, thank you so much. This has been like one of my favorite interviews so far, to be honest. Um, but before you go, I have to ask you the Friends of Beauty rapid fire questions. So whatever comes to your mind first, just, you know, let me have it. All right. So first one is, what are your top three keys to your success so far? Keeping my emotions in check, patience, and consistency. How do you measure your success? Um, through my faith. Because there's days that I don't have clients. There's days that I do have clients. But if people have really been watching my page, I don't advertise my services. You'll never see me say, book with me now. Let's do this now. Do this now. If I moved off faith, what can faith in a man do? That is a very, that is a very impactful phrase I learned from uh, Michael A. Freeland back in the 90s when he first started teaching. He does a uh, spirit of faith, Christian Sentinel, or what have you. But um, he wrote a, a sermon called What Can Faith in a Man Do? And if you really like align yourself up with your purpose and what it takes for you to make that drive, you got to have literally, I know it sounds kind of corny, but you got to have faith. So if I get on here and be like, book with me, book with me, because it's going slow, I'm kind of I'm kind of playing in the lines of like saying that my faith not doing what it needs to do. So I let it go. So some days I don't have it, but it's days that I don't have nothing on the books. And then somebody just happened, I got your number from here, or I got your number from there. My faith bug goes up. I'm not trying to get all spiritual or nothing, but this is just principles that have been pushed inside me that I can't, I really can't get out. Mm -hmm. you know? But once that thing get activated, you really start moving. Like you move by faith and not by sight. Like I don't, if somebody booking and they don't in the next 15 days, I've had enough discipline to not spend no money to make sure that the capital can keep the lights on. Maybe this month is not up for me to smoke my weed. Maybe it's this month is not up for me to do what I got to. As long as I keep that on the forefront, then somebody go come in here and do that. And that shows the discipline for me to go to, which I can't go now, that'll be dumb, but go to the bank and be like, give me some money to open this. No, how much money did you raise in Corona? It was a lot of opportunities for people that got small businesses. Mm -hmm. You don't got by now. You you've been shocking and jiving. We getting two rounds of PPP. That's some real like, come on now, like twenty bands. Now you listen. Then they forgave you. Then they gonna give you another twenty bands. They sit on forty, but you just gonna go ask the bank for ten thousand. Nah. So if you've been, if you yeah, Corona. It's a lot of people sitting like a fat rat, but they just just play broke. Just let's do that. Just play broke. Yeah. What's the best advice you've ever received? Be yourself because nobody else is better qualified. My mom tells me that shit all the time. I'm saying, be yourself because nobody else is qualified to be you. So the time that you want to be somebody else, no, you cheating yourself because nobody can imitate you because you don't want to be yourself before. You cheated inspiring somebody to see what was cool about it to be you. You know what I'm saying? I stick with that one. Nice. What advice would you give to someone who's just ready to give up on the nail game? That's when you're about to make it. I guarantee you when you hop back on that horse, something will happen. You, a book gets booked. A client that don't ever tip get tipped. 
the time you hit that design that you do it and you ain't feel confident doing it and you do it and that person be like, all right, I, how much more do I owe you? And then they refer somebody else and you get two sets that same day. Telling the nail game is nothing to play with. And I don't mean to get all racial, but they say, man, follow the white man, woo woo, but I follow the, the yellow man. Cause the yellow man has the white man looking up to him and asking him for advice. And the yellow man owns cleaners, the yellow man owns nail salons, and the nail man owns the convenience stores. And none of those are flashy items. But every time I see the nail man, he lives in places like Annandale. He lives in places like, well, you know how it goes. Mm-hmm. Rock, Desda, you know what I mean? You know what I mean? To pull up in a Lambo to them is like, oh, this is fine. I, I, I picked cash for this a long time ago. I rent it out. I do a... Uh, you know what I mean? So it it once I seen them in nails and I done seen us in nails, and I see us getting in nails, I'm not saying we became a threat, but we're something that we we're that we should not be taken lightly. If we unify and really start becoming it, the stereotype of Russian women and Asian women drawing the straightest lines in the nail game, that will be far beyond that. Because I've seen some some queens really getting in with that art shit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So imagine if instead of it being a big canvas they realize that the canvas is this big and what can you do on that little canvas in that little bit of time? Right. You know? And so don't give up. It, it is going to be hard as hell, but don't give up. It, 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 the more you stick with it, you love it. Trust me. Right. What's a resource that's helped you in your business that you can share with the friends and beauty community? YouTube. Mm. I'm going to be real with you. When anybody says they're self-taught, they come from YouTube university. Period. Mm. There are companies that I have idolized in YouTube world and then realized where I stood in Instagram world and just was like, damn, let me just shout them out. And they responded and I got geeky and it made me want to go and say, let me reflect what I've learned from YouTube world or Instagram world. And they start pinning back on each other. Mm -hmm. Understanding your apps is where you're going to grow as a nail artist. If you hide on Twitter, if you hide on Instagram, just use the other apps to kind of, you know, be the void to get your voice out in other ways. But just you got to ping them off of each other. You know what I mean? I got a, a nice Twitter presence. I got a nice Instagram presence. I don't have a YouTube presence. Now, look how weak I look. Not, not look how weak I look. Look, look how I look, 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 look at how my brand looks. If somebody who really wants to invest is like, OK, so where's your Instagram? Mm-hmm. OK. Where's your Twitter? So where's your YouTube? Oh, I got to get it together. Nah, look at all this free time we got. Yeah. With all of that time that you doubt yourself, go take some of that free creative time and go invest in how it makes it look to talk about that. Get on camera because it's another nail tech out here that's going through that shit too. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Talk about it. Once you feel that you got that off, now you don't even got to go to therapy no more. Your therapy is talking about the nail techs. Now you monetizing it. Now you think it's smart. Right. You take pain and you making money off of it. So that's the only thing I can say with this nail thing. If you can express yourself artistically on on the canvas of somebody's finger, and it, it it sends messages and waves, it's gonna get out. But don't make that the the, the, the focus of it all. Because everything that went viral me, that shit was by accident. I swear it was. Right. You know. And I apologize if anybody feels as though. You know, what I'm doing is basic. Trust me, I do too. I know my designs ain't shit. I know when you look at them, it's not nothing spectacular, but if you look at everything I failed on, like, 
it gets quantified because yeah, there isn't another guy that you know what I mean that tests the whole shit on his face. Like I'm a little extra because I want you to take me serious. Because if you do nails as a woman, you take it serious just like that. If I say I'm doing nails, I'm either gay or something else. Mm-hmm. And I be viewed as a regular person with the same umph that you had as a female. You know what I mean? Does it matter? Hell no. Because I'm still going to do it at the end of the day. And as you can see, it's females that can align with how I did it as a male. And look how we we, we, tr- we, we converted over. As long as at the end of the day, women know that I ain't nothing here but an entity to help. Mm-hmm. I might not be here forever, but I'm trying to work against father time. Because one day I might catch arthritis. One day something might happen to my hands. My hands, are they insured? Come on now. Because I remember I hurt my hand. I remember I asked a couple of my clients, I asked, I hurt my hand real bad, it was swollen. I was right. still doing back fields. Still, and they seen it. And they still got that little half massage, but it burned in their mind that he going, whatever he did out there in his personal life, he gonna never let it cross over here again. Mm-hmm. I ain't never again, ever. I take my hands so much serious now. To do this I, is a blessing. Like, I didn't even think I could do that at one time. You know what I'm saying? So I don't play with these no more. And when you get those type of lessons in the nail game, I guarantee you, you saying some stuff like, oh, I don't think I want to do it no more. That'll be far from your mind. Because yeah. you're not doing it for nobody else. You're doing it for you. Yeah. I, I, I literally was doing this thing in the nail game in the beginning to prove, you know, London from Snob Nails, like, I got it, I'm good. And once I realized I was hurting myself with all that energy, I just want to apologize to him. Like, all that friend stuff, I mean, that might be a little extra, but just to let her know that I wouldn't be the person that I am in this nail shit if it wasn't for her to be able just to take a chance. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't think she realized how much history she has applied with not just what she's doing now, but just with me alone. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, think about that. Like, you know what I mean? And I ain't too prideful enough not to say that because, come on now. You know what I'm saying, bro? Like, I, was, I, I rehearsed in my mind the conversation we had when we accidentally bump into each other. That's divine timing. That's got to happen. You can't be somebody that kickstart me off in the game and I'll bump it to you again. That's impossible. Mm-hmm. I'm in position to not be prideful. As you can see, I'm right here like, man. Whatever it was, I forgot what made me be. I actually did. I forgot what made know no more. Because I'm so like, damn, it's so, so much shit. I can still hear her in my head, even though I've had a lot of other teachers. You know, I don't think I still hear that girl in my head. You know what I'm saying? Like, you, like, come on, man. So I want people to also take that into consideration. Every part of this nail journey is important, for real. Every conversation you have, you talk about nails, because... If you're going to do this nail thing, do that shit. Like, for real. Like, nah, no bullshit. Do that shit. If you don't got nothing else to do, make sure you got your practice hand. I don't care how much it costs. I'm practicing all day, every day. Oh, shout out to Sassy's, too. I work at Sassy's Salon. You would catch us out here. I know Sassy. That's the only place I would go. Like, if I did get my nails done, that's the only place I go. I hear I'm at Sassy's. So all of this to say, yeah. Because my goal is to 19 years. That's some Ben's Chili Bowl type shit. My whole everything we talked about, inner city programs, everything. If I, me as an alum were to go speak to that, I could just have a nail day just for the women, just to talk about what you're doing. You got to talk about nails, but you're doing something technical, what have you. But 
It didn't work for me. Now look what I do. Now it's now it's still in the form of giving. That's humanitarian, mm-hmm. and it gotta work. I can only sow seeds like that there because Coolidge is right down the street. Boom, big hug. You know what I mean? Tacoma, big presence, uptown presence. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So like it is it's bigger than me, and I'm realizing that. And we just gonna just we gonna just play with it from there. You know what I mean? But Sassy, I mean, Misha definitely do need some lights on her because she's chapter two. The same way that I felt when I met London, that's the same fear that I felt when I first met Misha. I'm not here to shut the jive. You, you got, you know what I mean? But just as much as Misha thinks she can learn from me, I can learn so much from her. You know what I'm saying? I'm still learning from her. So I only come into that situation with nothing but respect. So expect probably Sassy somewhere on the face somewhere real soon. Yeah. You know what I mean? But I'm definitely going, going that hard about it because I, I don't plan to leave no time soon. Nice. So the last one is, I want you to fill in the blank. I want you to say, my name is blank. And the key to longevity and success is whatever you think it is. My name is Nintendo and the consistency to the key of success is literally just staying consistent. I don't even want to go super deep. You take that for what it is. Mm -hmm. Just don't stop. Just keep going. That is definitely what the Navy taught me. I was parts in the Navy that I was like, I don't even realize I've made it this far, but I've only realized I made it this far because they pushed me. There's been times that I mentally stopped and they still were physically pushing me. So can you imagine trying to get those two things together? So keeping it basic, just keep going. Stay consistent. It's going to get slow. It's going to get boring. Sometimes you're going to need to feel like you're not even moving. Oh, trust me, you're moving. Because patience plays a big part in your journey. You just sitting there. Sometimes you do have to just sit there with nothing going on and just think and prepare mentally for what you think will happen. You know what I'm saying? Like I never thought that my salon was going to actually give me the opportunity to snatch everything that I could. And I went to market show and I rehearsed it in my mind for months, for months. And then I had the people that told me to get it out, help me get it out quicker because I rehearsed it for months. I knew exactly what the grand. You watching and doing everything every day will create a system for you to have confidence to keep this shit going, period. Thank you. So share your social media information so people can follow you. Um, first, hit me on the Twitter. I need to, I want to build my Twitter at Nintendo. Um, Instagram, you can hit me on Instagram if you just want to get a little bit more, uh, more of a, um, I don't even know what I'd be offering on Instagram, but if you just want more of an inside look at you know Nintendo as well. I'm going to leave Facebook alone. You can find me on there, but I don't bang with Facebook too much. You know what I'm saying? But Twitter and Instagram, and I, I, I plan on doing something on YouTube, but other than that, Twitter and Instagram, you can reach me there. Awesome. Awesome. Well, this has been an amazing interview. I know that the Friends of Beauty community is going to be like on fire after they listen to this. Like your story alone is just so triumphant and just your grind is just, it's really admirable. And I really appreciate you taking the time to do this, like truly. For sure. Man, y'all be blessed, man. It was a pleasure just sitting here, man. But like I said before, this is just something that I want. When you you ask me a question about legacy, man, like this is just something, this this is one of those keys. Cause I never get going to a friend of mine's funeral, man. And it's some shit that we did that I know if we got on the mic with it, you know, it'll, it'll, but we couldn't talk about it, you know what I mean? And that's what took away from his legacy that 
we've done so many things that weren't admirable enough to be talked about or bragged about. And it's cool to be of that life and do that life, but at least had something in the tuck that was admirable enough for you to be remember for that it actually matters. You know what I'm saying? So that's one thing that I just wanted this thing to do is just, if anything, just hit repeat on it, let it be impactful. Let this be that one of them type interviews that you just, you know, you close your eyes and you just let the words just go with you. And I hope you were ministered to it. You know, I hope you were ministered to by it. You know what I mean? Yeah, of course I was. Thank you so much. For sure, man. Thanks for listening to the Friends in Beauty podcast. Don't forget, sharing is caring. Share this episode with at least one friend in beauty. And subscribe, rate, and review on Apple Podcasts so that other friends in beauty can find this show. Plus, we'd love to hear your feedback. Connect with us on all social media platforms at Friends in Beauty, hashtag Friends in Beauty to join the conversation and join our Friends in Beauty Facebook community to stay connected. Talk to you soon.